0: podcast joining me once again richie schneider right richie we have a lot to talk about today uh first off though we got to commit this weekend from a six foot eight 200 pound athlete from new york uh he plays wide receiver in high school and also is a standout basketball player his name's deandre johnson mm-hmm. he goes to Newburgh free academy never mm-hmm. heard of that school uh it's apparently about an hour north of new york city along the hudson tell us a little bit about what we're getting in, in deandre johnson
1: yeah so you kind of just said it he's a crazy good athlete um I'm going to be honest, like, uh, you, you do have to question this one a little bit because he does have no offers. No one's heard of him before. Uh, In today's day and age, I know everyone's like, oh, he's under the radar, under the radar. Like, come on, in today's day and age with social media, like, this stuff's out there. Um, He's got pretty good basketball tape, actually. He's a pretty good defender or rim protector. Um, I'm just looking now, like, uh, Slater is everyone's favorite uh, hoops recruiting analyst. Slater's tweeted about him before. Plays for a pretty big... Uh, he does a- have a bit a D1
0: offer. He has an offer from Siena. Yeah
1: yeah so i mean it's not like Basketball. he's a, a nobody in hoops like he's he's a pretty good athlete um now six foot eight two hundred there's only so many, so many positions you can really play at that size yep um obviously he plays like everything for his high school team because that's what you do in high school if you're a great athlete you just kind of play whatever position they need you at but uh I don't know he can kind of play anywhere from linebacker pro- it's tough it depends where he puts on weight if at six foot eight, I want to say he's probably more of a defensive end or a tight end or even an offensive tackle at that point. Um, it's, it's really going to depend on how he puts this weight on. Obviously, Jay Butler is pretty good in terms of uh, structuring kids' bodies and making it into like a perfect position or the perfect mold for that position. So there's not a ton of concern there, but it, it is a weird commit to take this early in May. This is more of like a kid I usually think you'll see in like a December or like a week before signing day and you have an extra scholarship and you're like, oh, shit, this kid's pretty good athlete. Let's take him." But uh, it's a little intriguing. So we'll, we'll kind of see where this one plays out. Uh, no other offers at the moment. Uh, there is a rumor. like There's a random tweet out there from some nobody I've never heard of, not even like a reporter, just some random account that says he has a <laughs> UConn offer. So uh, I'm still trying to wait on that. I'm trying to uh, talk with, the, you know, Jim Mora and his crew up there, trying to figure that one out. Um, but other than that, it seems like uh, Rutgers is only, team that's really looked at him as a football prospect so it is an intriguing one but the size is there speed's there competition's obviously not there but uh yeah let to just wait and see how this one pans out
0: yeah and i think another thing is that he's not just a pure athlete like he did have a pretty standout year on the football field like he had 15 yeah. touchdowns on offense and he played both ways so he had 54 tackles on defense yeah he made first team all state in in I mean, it's New York, so yeah. first-team All-State isn't the same thing. as making a first-team All-State, New Jersey. Yeah. He was the Section 9 Player of the Year. I it's not like money. he's <laughs> – I don't either. I think there's different, like, sections of the state. Um, but it's not like this is a just raw athlete who's mm. learning to play football. It sounds like he's got some football chops as well. I couldn't find his full yeah. step breakdown because uh, school doesn't seem to have, like, any information about their football it's program.
1: a little bizarre there, but yeah. – uh, like even their Twitter account, like their, their baseball account is pretty active. Their basketball accounts, pretty active. And then there's just like nothing for football. It's very, it's very bizarre. I don't know if it's just a matter of the coach, not really knowing what he's doing, no offense to him, but like, you got to promote your guys a little bit better. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll kind of just wait and see. I'm, I'm sure he'll probably attend the Rutgers camp this summer if I had to guess. But then again, it could be a situation where if he's that good of an athlete, you probably don't want to show him off to anybody.
0: Yeah, no, you want to keep them wrapped up. Um, yeah. I, I do kind of want to talk, the last few commits we've gotten with Fuse and, and with Johnson, they're mm-hmm. like just total under the radar kids that seem, these used to be the kind of kids that Shiana would get on signing day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now we're taking them in May in an era where you don't take that many high school commits. What does that say in general about how recruiting is going right now and, and what the thought process is of taking a kid like this this early?
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, these, and you kind of just mentioned it too. These are kids that are usually late takes and kind of just late additions because you have those extra scholarships, uh, lying around, but, uh, it, it, it's tough because you just lost your two best recruiters in Underwood and Brown. There's no secret about that. Underwood's doing pretty damn good over at Pittsburgh and Fran Brown's it's Georgia kind of sells itself. But at the same time, he is getting a lot of Northeast guys to go visit. And we, we heard a lot about that at the camp this off, uh, this past season, or this past weekend. So, um, it, it is tough. So these guys like everyone expected Watson to come in and be like this ace recruiter. That's not how it works. Like you got to build these relationships up. It's gonna take time. Yep. Um, I've heard a couple guys, a couple younger guys are starting to mention Orphee and a couple younger guys are mentioning Watson, et cetera. So I mean, it's it's not gonna happen overnight. I think this class is gonna be a little bit down compared to the past two. but um, that that also has a factor that New Jersey is down in general. New York's not as good as it used as it's been lately. Um, and then on top of that, the struggles you lost your top recruiters. So it's, it's just a, it's a rebuild. It's kind of a rebuild year. It's year three, technically year two, because I don't know if you really count that COVID year, but yep, it's all up for debate too. But, uh, yeah, these, these guys got to build those relationships and kind of build that bond with these prospects. Uh, maybe next year could be better. It's starting out better, uh, just talking to kids and they're, they're a lot higher on Ruckers than the 2023 class is, but it's kind of a wait and see approach at this point.
0: Yep. And kind of pivoting a bit, you were at the rivals camp this weekend. I believe that was in uh eastern Pennsylvania, Coatesville, yeah. right? Yep. Um uh, at the camp, one of our commits won one of the MVP awards. Uzid mm-hmm. Haynes won the MVP for wide receivers at the camp. How mm-hmm. the camp go in general? Um, just talk about the top targets there, the guys Rucker seems to be most interested in, and who's shown Rucker's interest from that camp. Just kind of give us a synopsis there.
1: Yeah. So I mean, uh, one guy that I kind of really intrigued about. And I don't know if you'll be able to flip him from army because he's like really like into the, the whole like aspect of going to army and serving his country and all that. Matt Gemma looks really good as a defensive tackle. I know there's a lot of power fives after him. Rutgers is uh, Del Barton Rutgers has kind of talked to him a little bit, but and there's, there's a couple power fives that have actually like talked to him and see how solid he is to his commitment, but he's, he's very solid, but he, he looked really good in uh one-on-ones. He, he took Jordan Seaton, who was a top 20 kid in 2024 a couple times one-on-one and, and he, he didn't win every rep of course, but he, he did win a couple against him. Uh, he looks pretty good against John stone who was a Rutgers commit. John stone had an up and down day. Um, after seeing him in person, I want to say he's probably more of a true center. He's, he's every bit of six, two, six, three. And obviously mm. Shiano wants to get bigger in the trenches and that's not ideal for a guard or a tackle in Shiano's new, uh, new age Rutgers program. But, um, yeah, he, uh, he, he is mean. He is one mean son of a bitch. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he he does not back down from anyone. He has a quick first punch. Uh, he, he looked really good in that aspect. And then, uh, obviously, you see Haynes, who I actually didn't expect coming into this camp to be, like, as good as he was. And then someone's like, yo, did you see that kid Haynes, the Rutgers kid? And I'm like, where? And he's like, this kid over here. And I was like, that that was him? Like, holy shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I like, I watched his tape, and I didn't think he was that great on tape. I thought he was a little slow on tape. and. I heard the numbers he was running. I think it was like a four, seven or something, four, eight or something like that. I was like, oh, okay. I guess that's, that's good.
0: Which can be deceiving because if you're not trained in how to run it and you're also like 17, 16 Mm -hmm. years old, like you're not at your physical peak yet. So you shouldn't expect a 16 year old to be able to run a four, four, like even if they are track trained, like your body is just not in the position to run that fast for the most part.
1: No, I mean, he, he looked really good and he created a ton of separation. He took Jalen McLean once or twice and Kind of dogged him. He dogged a couple other Jersey guys. Uh,
0: Is that the Seton Hall prep kid?
1: Yeah, and okay. who was like, who actually looked really, really good. But uh, he uh, he he took him to the woodshed a couple times, and like he he just made some crazy good catches. Um, like I said before, he created some really good separation. Now he's really skinny, so I don't expect him to play year one. He's gonna have to pack on the pounds, but he he has like a crazy wingspan to the point where I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing year two or playing significant snaps in year two. Like he he looked really good um he's coached by demir shaw's brother so that's the little connection there and he was demir shaw's first yeah. first recruit or first commitment so i mean credit to him so i mean it's a good it's a good start right there for receiver yeah. at least
0: uh who else were standouts from the camp in general
1: um Jamal McQueen, i just mentioned uh i gotta go back to my list there was there's like did he win the db mvp no that was emilio lagarde Who's uh, a okay. 2024 at a Imhotep or somewhere in Philly? I forget exactly where. Okay. Um. Yeah, there was like 250 kids there. Uh, unfortunately, Rutgers is probably going to see the best quarterback. Multi- or actually, the top two quarterbacks are they're going to both play Rutgers eventually during their college careers. And Marco Lane's Jersey kid looked pretty good. Will Pop Watson, um, Nebraska commit looks really good. You sin Willis run one running back MVP. The St. Joe's running back. He he's just like a mauler. Back there, um, he they did like the linebacker blo- or running back blocking drills, and he just he, he literally threw one dude into the, like the coach at one point, did like a helicopter type spin. And I was like, What, oh, like, he, he's massive too. He's he's listed 6'1, 210, but I, I got to find out what he actually weighed and measured in that because he, he's a lot bigger than that. I think, um, James Hurd, another Jersey guy, uh, one MVP, he's he's dominant, um just looking throughout the list, Kaden Brown was there. Uh, he, he looked really good. Uh, one guy that Rutgers should probably keep a, or fans should keep a close eye on that probably will get an offer at some point. Elijah Kinsler, his brother, um, Jordan Kinsler is walk on DB at the team currently. And I, I mean, that's obvious. He did. She kind of does these strategic things. He, he added, uh, is that bro- Catholic? <clears throat> yeah, he added Kinsler's brother who's actually a pretty good DB, but, uh, he added him to, or no, I'm sorry, not DB. I think he's running back or wide receiver. I forget. But uh, regardless, his younger brother is going to be like uh, phenomenally good. Like, I think he already has Syracuse and Maryland or Syracuse and someone. Syracuse- um,
0: yeah. So,
1: Syracuse,
0: Yukon. I'm just looking at his uh, Twitter account now. Syracuse and Yukon look to be the two most recent. He's also got an
1: offer from Pitt. Yeah. Um, he, he's going to be really good. Uh, He's just going to continue that long line of Bergen Catholic kids that are just top rated recruits mm-hmm. um that's really it i mean Winslow township has a couple dudes and cam miller um Miller miller's like a 2025 like athlete he looked pretty good uh st peter's prep has one in cam richardson who's a 2024 db who of course again we're we're just talking about like pipeline after pipeline of just producing top recruits so yep. you got you kind of go to any of the jersey schools and see like uh just you, like you'll see a top kid that was there this, this weekend like I don't know. Overall, it wasn't a bad weekend. Uh, A lot of Rutgers content coming out between myself and Patty, and uh, it will be coming out over the next couple of days. But it doesn't seem like any commitments are imminent, but uh, you've seen Haynes, wide receiver MVP, and you you can't ask for much more than that.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, The the last thing I wanted to touch up on, and football program-related, and it's kind of (laughs) athletics-wide related, uh, it's been teased for a few weeks now about a a new hire in the athletic department. Mm -hmm. Sean Tucker was officially announced as uh i don't know his actual title
1: deputy ad slash vp something relations i don't remember
0: <laughs> okay so he was previously working at uh new jersey uh city university as the, yeah. the at- director director of athletics um talk a little bit about i mean we, anybody who's dealt with tucker or tuck in the past like he's a great dude uh, i met him when i was at ruckers but have you uh, worked with him before? And what, what is Rutgers getting in Sean Tucker as uh, an administrator?
1: Uh, I haven't spoken to him in quite some time, but uh, he's just a really likable guy. Um, he's basically taking over Sarah Baumgartner's role in terms of like okay. basically raising funds for the university in terms of facilities, et cetera, whatever, donations, all that good stuff. And I, I think he's going to do a really good job. He turned NJCU into like a pretty solid athletic program overall. Um, they hired a former Rutgers guy to run their – their of their men's wrestling program they were one of the first uh women's wrestling programs in college history um i forgot they ran some kind of uh i guess it, it was actually the first in the state of new jersey i don't know where it ranks in terms of women's wrestling in the entire country but it's one of the top ones or one of the first ones uh and uh njcu like i mean it just i don't really know their rankings in terms of d3 but it seems like they've won a couple of things nothing crazy nothing significant in terms of tournaments or anything like that but he had the, the whole athletic department up and up. So, I mean, hiring an AD, AD, a guy with AD experience, a guy that knows what it takes to kind of get donations. And on top of it, Rutgers alum, former Rutgers football captain. I don't know if you can kind of think of a better name to help you raise these funds for this uh, Greg Schiano football palace.
0: Yeah, no, it seems like that's kind of something that's been talked about, but there's no plans that have been released. There haven't been yeah. any announcements in terms of fundraising. So I'm wondering if that's kind of just something that's not going to happen anytime soon. And I'm sure Shiano can't be happy about, you know, being field getting announced for having lights, the possibility of having a, a lacrosse stadium being built. Sounds like that's happening based on yeah, it's, what I'm reading. It's um,
1: very interesting. I know that when we talked to Pat, obviously, he said priority number one is that football facility. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, I guess people are kind of like donating just straight up and saying it's like basically what you could do with the, uh, the Knights of the Raritan. You can kind of pick and choose where your donations go. So now people are just straight up saying like, Hey, we need lights at the baseball stadium. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know there's rumors around that Todd Frazier donated some money towards that. I don't know if it's true or not, but.
0: uh, Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, yeah. he's probably the the highest
1: paid Rutgers baseball alum of all time, exactly. I guess. And then you got um, uh, lacrosse on the up and up. And like, I know we didn't, we didn't talk about it yet, but you look at uh, what is it would it have the most fans by every lacrosse game this weekend.
0: Yeah. So it was actually like by far too. So the largest yeah. crowds from this weekend, somebody tweeted it out. I think it was Aaron Brightman. He retweeted it. Um, so <laughs> Rutgers, Harvard had over 5,200 fans. The next most highest attended game was a uh, Brown. Uh, Virginia, which had 3,200. So Rutgers, just like, and anybody who saw it in person or on TV, like, that crowd looked fantastic. Yeah. It's a shame that, like, even, like, 10,000 people in, in SHI Stadium just looks like nobody's there, even though it's, like, double what that crowd was. But just, yeah. it, it across really is just better in, like, an intimate setting like your sack, And it was loud. Yeah. And everything just looked great on TV versus when it's played in a football stadium, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they had a dominant performance against Harvard. Harvard's a super young team, but they're super talented, and Rutgers is just, like, experienced out the years. Uh, so they won 19-9. Uh, mm-hmm. It was kind of, like, the best example of the NASCAR offense that <laughs> Brian Brecht likes to run because they were just scoring left and right. I think they had three goals in the first, like, you know, minute 40 of the game or something like that crazy. Um, yeah, That's insane. And they are also – just getting breaks left and right in terms of how this bracket's breaking down. So they play UPenn this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Delaware had a huge upset of number two ranked Georgetown right. on, on our side of the bracket. So Georgetown is out. Uh, unranked Delaware is playing number seven ranked Cornell. So if Rutgers can get past Penn, they'll be playing one of uh, Delaware or Cornell in the next round, which would be, just like the luckiest break I can remember. I mean, I don't follow across super, super close, but you can't ask for a better break than Rutgers is getting right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's definitely interesting. And then you hear the rumors about a, a lax only stadium. Now, where you put that, I have no fucking clue. Um, <laughs> I know, like you said, your satch just your sack, your sack. I don't even know how to say it. Your sack. Your sack. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's a really good looking stadium. It's great for soccer too. Um, but, The lack of turf is what kind of hurts everyone, it seems like. And then, uh, obviously, soccer is not meant to be played on turf. Some MLS teams do it, and I think every MLS player hates it. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you just dump those, those rec fields and just say, screw it. We're building a lacrosse stadium here. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be
0: nice, but we'll
1: see. It's ideal. Um, I mean, think about lacrosse, rocking your sack or your cat, your sack, your sack. I can't, your talk. sack, your sack, um, <laughs> football stadium, football palace, other football palace. Yep. Yeah. It would make sense. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. And then you kind of get all your sports together for a change for the most part. Yeah, no, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Um,
0: and that game against Penn this weekend is at Stony Brook. It's uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday at noon. So, I mean, I'd imagine there's gonna be a lot of record stands there. Um, yeah. It's like a, a northeast battle this weekend. It's <laughs> Rutgers, Penn, Yale, Princeton, and then uh, Cornell. Delaware is on Sunday, and Maryland, Virginia is also
1: on Sunday. Hmm. So, well, yeah, it's kind of like a bunch of rivalries, almost kind of, sort of. Yeah, right, you right?
0: got to really hope that Maryland gets knocked off by somebody on the path to the finals because we, you really just don't want to see them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. that's, I feel like that's the only team Rutgers can't
1: beat that's remaining. Yeah, and that's the, the quote unquote uh lacrosse capital, if you want to call it that. And they, they only had 2,000 something fans, it's like triple or yeah. double at Rutgers almost almost triple. Yep, so it's it definitely interesting. I mean, uh, maybe a lacrosse stadium is not the craziest idea,
0: yeah. I mean, if they continue to have success, like Rutgers can be a dominant force in the cross because I mean, the two main hotbeds of the DMV and mm-hmm. Long Island for the cross, so yeah, you get those two areas locked up. And uh, the funny thing. Uh I think it's Colin Kirst who's the goalie, right, the yes. Rutgers, who had a fantastic game this weekend. His younger brother, I think his name is CJ Kirst, okay. is on Cornell. And I think he's either a freshman or a sophomore. He scored seven goals uh, in their win against Ohio State this weekend. So another that family transfer is just – maybe. I'm surprised, honestly, he didn't. Um I mean, Colin will be gone by next year.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, Under Armour All-American, like eh, – Del Barton. Yeah. I mean, Hey, yep. there you go. Another Del Barton connection. There, there you go. This, this maybe, I mean, it's pretty clear. The portal, Like, it's crazy how the portals like affected every single program or every single athletics program around the country. And yeah.
0: And it's, it's, it's cool to see at Rutgers, the, the programs that have really embraced the portal seemingly mm. have done outstanding the last couple of years. Like if you look at lacrosse and you look at baseball, like yeah. they really pivoted quickly in terms of how recruiting is done in 2022 for 2021 whenever a lot of these commitments happened, and yeah. they've really just like not only like reloaded but just i guess not retooled just reloaded and put themselves in even better position despite like all these programs hitting like like career highs for how well they've done like the cross went like 30 years without an ncaa win and now they have two years straight with ncaa wins
1: yeah it's it's insane, and I think soccer too. If I recall correctly, I think the men's soccer yeah. team added a couple dudes. Yep. But yeah, that's kind of wild. You just gotta embrace it and kind of embrace the change. Yep. So speaking of embracing the change, the last
0: news item we wanted to hit on today was uh, the women's basketball search. Looks like there's a name that's kind of been bubbling up to the surface uh, that you posted about. Tell us a little bit about that that
1: candidate. Uh, SMU head coach Tote tyell to i'm probably tyell if i had to guess i don't really know i'm sorry if i pronounced it wrong if you're watching this um (laughs) she's current head coach at smu south jersey native uh played a couple years at manhattan she was a captain i think they won the mac or the mac tournament one of the two she won something at at manhattan uh went on to become an assistant coach like almost immediately Uh, obviously like wnba wasn't in the cards or anything like that professional ball but uh Coached at Robert Morris, coached at Prairie View A&M, um, coached under a, a WNBA legend, uh, Cynthia Cooper, who um, I forgot. What were her exact stats? Hold on. Four-time WNBA champ. That's what it was. Um, she she went on to leave the program after six years. Uh, working. She worked under Cooper for six years at, Ma- at uh, Prairie View. Cooper left and took a head coaching job elsewhere. I think it was UNC Wilmington and then she took over the program and led them to three straight ncaa tournaments now mind you she didn't get any wins there in those tournaments but it's it's prairie view i mean hell if you can lead prairie view to a tournament
0: yeah that's impressive
1: (laughs) yeah so uh after that baylor hired her pretty quickly um where she actually won the 2019 ncaa tournament as an assistant coach uh that that's pretty big, and then she has Big Ten experience. She yeah. spent so a couple of years with Michigan, and now she's in her. She just finished her first year with SMU. Fourteen and fifteen is kind of a lot left to be desired, but year one of a program that's fourteen and fifteen. I mean, that's that's really not that bad. And uh, yeah, I mean, New Jersey person, a New Jersey girl, Big Ten connections, um, and her top assistant coach, uh, or not top assistant, number two assistant coach, Daniel Edwards. At SMU is actually dating former Rutgers star Erica Wheeler, who's obviously, if you guys don't know, 2019 WNBA All-Star MVP. So, yeah, a lot of connections here. It, it makes a lot of sense. She's young, she's an up-and-comer. I think she just turned 40 or is 40, one of the two. Yep, I forget. She's 40. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's an up-and-comer, uh, Jersey native, Big Ten ties. I, this this kind of looks like a pretty damn good hire. I mean, for a program that needs needs some juice, so. Get a young up and comer and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I think that was the number one thing I was looking for. Is we, we need to get an up and comer. We need a, a young coach. Like when the rumors of the the UConn assistant first started, like mm-hmm. she's something like sixty three or something like that. That that's not what Rutgers needs right now. They need yeah. this is unfortunately even though we have all the resources that any top program would need in women's basketball. This is a rebuild. Like this, oh, yeah, one hundred percent. This is a program portal, that
1: with the portal, you never know.
0: It could be a very quick rebuild, but it is a rebuild. Un- yeah. Unfortunately, even though we did have you know an iconic coach before her, like this program has kind of just been dying in the vine for for over a decade. Yeah. So you need somebody who's going to come in and have the energy and the understanding that like this is this is something that we're going to put a lot of work into.
1: Um, yeah. So so I'm looking. SMU hasn't had a winning season over the past five years. Oh, well, I'm sorry. One, two, three, four. Yeah past five years they haven't had a winning season and she got them to nearly 500 so i mean that's that's pretty impressive if, if you do say so fifth in the american athletic conference and made the wnit in year one so it's not like she's it seems like she's a pretty damn good coach yeah no um, <clears throat> if you're in one of the top assistants for i think i forget what baylor's head coach's name but she she went on to leave okay. for her alma mater in uh LSU, yeah, the the lady who yells a lot and goes nuts on the interviews, I forget her yeah. name too. <laughs> uh, uh, what was her name, name? Is
0: Kim Mulkey. Yes. Yep. So I mean, if you're the top assistant at Baylor, like they were going to the Final Fours year after year, they're kind of like the one of the top programs in women's basketball. So it's a great sign
1: if you're you're an assistant there. I mean, uh, I'll say it. Like they won the chip, and then they made the lead eight the year after. So it's like, I'm not going to say it was all coach Wilson, but I mean, <laughs> they haven't won the title since. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> but four years ahead coaching experience too. So, I mean, that, that's kind of down at the lower level with Prairie Prairie view, a which I guess lower level, not lower level, low major, but uh, that's, that screams Pat Hobbs to me because Pat Hobbs loves these guys that are in this case, girl that are uh, just successful at the lower level. And, just kind of, and then did it at other levels. Now if she does it again at SMU or maybe obviously not going to do it at SMU. If she leaves, I'm talking <coughs> out of my ass right now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like a good hire. It seems like it would be a really good hire. It sounds like she's very close to being hired, if not the top one of the top candidates. So it's kind of a wait and see here, but uh, yeah, I just got that this morning and obviously posted it right away. Said quote unquote, probably going to get the job as of a day ago. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I want, no, I want, I want the credit. Here.
1: I want the credit if this happens. By the way, yeah, no, Whatever I'm you sure want. you'll.
0: I'm sure whoever uh, runs with this information will
1: definitely give you the credit. Like, oh yeah, they always do. Yeah, every time. I know. It's always... <laughs> yeah, no comment. I'm stopping now. <sighs> right, we covered a lot here. Is there anything you wanted to, to hit on before we sign off? Uh, camp starts in two weeks. Like for not not, not the crazy. good not the good camp the recruiting camp. But uh, yeah, I think June first is the first one or something like that. So I mean, we're, we'll be at uh, every single camp as usual. Uh, let's see, June first, June first. All right, so it's Wednesday this year is the first camp. Uh, I'll be there. Patty will be there. We'll we'll have our guys. We'll have a bunch of recruiting content up over the next week or two. I don't expect another commitment, but that there could be another random six foot eight kid just walking around. So who knows? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's, it sounds like everything's pretty quiet and uh, we'll just have to wait and see. And I think it's going to be a pretty big June for Rutgers. So.
0: Yeah, no, everything's kicking back into high gear. Um, that means more content for you guys and more yes. work for Richie and crew. So <laughs> uh, I hope you enjoyed your, your spring, Richie, because yeah. things are about to crank back up. That's what it sounds like. So we'll just have to wait and see. All right, guys. Well, once again, we both appreciate you uh, joining us. Stay tuned to the boards for more news and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe.